Hey everybody, what's going on? It is Josh. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Noodling with Josh. Noodling with Josh. I'm Josh, if you didn't catch. Let's do some noodling. Uh, again, quick little reminder, why is it called Noodling with Josh? Well, I replace that word too often with thinking, brainstorming, basically just getting together. Let's noodle on it. Let me noodle on it. That's where this name's coming from. Anywho... I have a wonderful set of guests today. However, because I'm such a professional, I absolutely and accidentally forgot to plug in and turn on the microphone that we were both speaking into, all three of us were speaking into. So, it sounds a little tinny, a little echoey. Content is there. Still great. (laughs) Interview one, mistake one, in the can. It was a great chat. I got to speak with Coley and EJ. I am stoked for you guys to hear this interview. We go over a lot. A lot. And this is just the first of many. I have a lot of fun interviews coming up. I have a lot of very interesting people that I cannot wait to bring on the show and just really noodle with and see what comes out. Uh... Your support is always appreciated. Listening is all you need to do. Retweet, share, anything you'd like. You can find me, debate me, talk to me, respond to me at Josh the Weaver on whatever social you'd like. Facebook, Twitter, Insta, Snapchat. Look, oh, someone are, that was perfect timing. I couldn't have said that any better. Someone just dinged in. I'm here. I will be reaching out to you guys during interviews, during solo pieces. We're going to have some fun. And without further ado, <laughs> meet my first accident slash awesome interview with Coley and EJ. Guys, this is going to be fun. This is my first interview on Noodling with Josh, so I decided to pick the two quietest people I could think of. Seriously, Coley and EJ. Quietest people I could think of with the loudest personalities, and I love it. So, Coley, his partner EJ, are here today in my little studio on Alcoa Ave. What's going on, guys? Nothing much. I think that's a pretty good synopsis of us. Yeah. Personalities, but really quiet. Like, I'm wearing a D&D shirt right now, so it's like a baggy one, so it's like, oh, it's a, like a nerd that doesn't know how to wear fitting clothes. <laughs> I love it. And then really when I thought about it, I was like, let's get a big personality to start this off. And I was like, shit, Coley's pretty quiet. I'm going to have to put the mic up his face. Pretty much. Perfect. I'm going to turn the gains way up. I don't know what that means, guys. I'm still new to this. Let's put here. Also, if you hear a um, what I describe as dark bitter sniffling, that's just my gentleman vaping. And, um, I mean, I'm not right now, but so. What's the flavor of the day? The one I have is meteor milk. What? What? Meteor milk. Meteor milk. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Space Jam, like the bottle, the... The 90s movie Space Jam yeah. is literally what... So it's the like. movie Space Jam in vape form. Pretty much. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Like, turning the mod stars and you see bugs flying okay. and... A little bit. Mostly laced with PCP. <laughs> yes. Didn't I say no drug talk when we, were, when we first started? I apologize. I brought it up. <laughs> EJ, what are you, what are you vaping at the uh, This is my go-to. It's called Buzz uh, from the Modus line. Right. And it's like a raspberry tart, but it's actually just like raspberry... Jolly Ranchers. It doesn't taste like a tar at all. <laughs> I love it. This episode is sponsored now by who is it? What? 
Moda? What was oh, it? Modus. Perfect. I, I figured the more we talk about brands, the more likely they are to give us free stuff. So, Modus, brought to you by, yeah. Um, so, I, I didn't really have a whole format for this. I just wanted to talk to you guys. Um, mostly because, and I talked about this uh, in one of the first episodes, I, I wanted to use this as an example to, like, or as a way to get to know more about you and all of my guests who come. Because that's kind of the point of, uh, of of a podcast. So, Coley, let, let's start off. I've known you longer. We've been friends, acquaintances for four years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we met at the big, beautiful Z company that we're not going to talk about anymore. Um, so, where were you before Vegas? I've actually been in Vegas the majority of my life. I was born in Oklahoma. Okay, Oklahoma. And I'm named after Cole, Oklahoma. Who is Cole, Oklahoma? Some train stop that my dad saw when he lived there and liked the name, and that's the name I got. Cole, Oklahoma. Cole, Oklahoma. That's amazing. Which, there's a more Oklahoma there, too, like just south of Cole, which is my name, which is fantastic. That's (laughs) So, uh, everyone that I've met from Oklahoma, who has since left Oklahoma, is a giant personality. And you are not unlike a giant personality. You are a giant personality. My Caleb Edison, who may or not be listening, also from Tulsa, one of the largest personalities I've ever met. It's almost like Oklahoma bottles it all up, and then as soon as you guys leave, it's just like explosion into me. Is that what it was? What were you, like, how long were you in Oklahoma for? I mean, I was a baby, so maybe one or two. Man, those two years, you really just need to let me afterwards. That's it. No more 4-H. I went through 4-H piercings and crazy hair. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that we do, too, for every one of these episodes is I'm going to take a Polaroid at the end. And I know Coley. Everyone who works at Zappos knows Coley, but people outside of don't. So when we talk about, like, describe your look for someone who, I mean, this is a very visual medium, of course, the podcast. So describe your look and then, like, how you came into it. Because it's distinct and I love it. One of my friends said it's tribal chic, is what she... Tribal said. chic? Yeah. What tribe? I have no idea. Man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> crazy hair I've had yeah. since middle school. I think I started dyeing my hair in 6th or 7th grade. And as long as I've known you, it's been, it's been in Mohawk. Yeah. So I used to have like the shoopy, shaggy scene here, because I wanted to cream my face, because it used to be super, super fat. And then... Just kind of shaped into a little mohawk. I love it. That's my go-to, like, short hair. Like, I got, like, a little buzz thing going on right now, and I'll shave it into a little baby chocolate mohawk, and I'll let that go for a while. But, like, yours looks great. What do you put in it to make it stand straight up? So, Pink Gatsby, which is a Japanese hair wax, then I use a hair powder, which is, like, a volumizer to make it stand up, and then super expensive hairspray, Sebastian... Use, use brand name. Use brand names. We're going to send us free stuff if we talk about it. Oh. It's Sebastian. I can't remember the, the name of it. Sebastian something, but it's fantastic. And it smells like bug spray, but it's literally the best hairspray I've ever used. That's uh, Speaking about spray and smells, I apologize. We're going off on a tangent. I went to go buy sunscreen because I have a shirt head now and I need it for the time. And I purely chose via smell, like which one I got. So I, I got what I assume is called Mountain Barbie. 
it just smells like a rich white woman on your dress coast. <laughs> and I just spray it on my head and it smells so good. But then I have like... It smells like mimosas. It does. It smells like mimosas and regret. And then I have <laughs> this body spray from Lush. So I have like Malibu Barbie on my head and then like her sworn enemy super hipster on my chest. I'm like, it's wonderful. It's like a Barbie bat all over my body. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. That's not a good train of thought. No, let's come back to the piercings. I apologize. There are questions that people are going to want to know that they probably have or haven't asked you, and that's the point of this. So I'm going to ask weird stuff that I get thinking of. Why the gauges? How big are they? And then the, the center piercing between the eyebrows. Tell me about that. I love it. So ears, I always, honestly, like, here we go back to seventh grade. Sure. I was the weird kid who was, like, Marilyn Manson and Spice Girls. I loved them both. At the Spice Girls time. was my first cassette <laughs> And So I'm half that. Scary Spice had her tongue pierced. And as soon as I, I saw know. that, I was like, that, that has to happen. But I remember growing up as a kid, seeing, like, stretched ears, stretched the braids, and that kind of stuff. And it always interested me on, like, National Geographic. Yeah. And then I just slowly started stretching my ears, and I, I went over 10 years to get them to where they're at now, which is two inches, where you'll see people who will go this size in a couple years, and they have nasty blown-out ears that looks like cat buttholes or, like, <laughs> spaghetti string ears. But, yeah. And then the one in the center of my head, or the forehead, is uh, actually when I started working at the Z company. Yeah. There's another person who worked there, Jules. I saw hers, and I was yeah. like, I'm stealing that, and I have to get it, and literally got it within the week. That's incredible. So Jules, formerly Gilbertson, now... She's formerly Gilbertson. Formerly Gilbertson, right? Or now Gilbertson was formerly Zamora. Thank you. She's gonna be a guest. She has some insane stories. She does makeup. She does makeup uh, for porn stars. So I have a lot of questions about why and how much. And anyways, that'll be a fun episode, and I'll have to ask her what she thought about your copying. But I, I love it. I've always loved it. And then we have the two nose piercings and the eye lips. I love it. I love it. EJ, I've known you even less. Yeah. But you also have a big personality. But what's my favorite is, like, it takes a minute for you to open up, from what I've seen, mm -hmm. and then, like, bam. It's, as soon as you're comfortable, you're there. And it reminds me a lot of my friend Katie, who is, like, 100% someone who, like, is a watcher. She absorbs, and then she, like, it's blossoms. Worse. Yeah. So tell me what it's like to be, like, is that, am I on, like, hitting the nail on the head, or, or what's... Yeah, and, you know, most of it has to do with, like, anxiety, but, like, then you get comfortable and you just kind of realize, like, there's no meaning to life and it's all temporary. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, we're getting super deep, super quick. <laughs> Guys, I don't even know, we're, like, a minute in. And, like, we're, it's like, well, no, we're probably, well, we're more than a minute in. But, like, you're absolutely right. It's temporary. This feeling of, like, awkwardness is going to be gone in a second. Yeah, exactly. So, like, why would it bog me down? Yeah, like, I, I never, like, the, the whole, like, let time like do its thing. Yeah. What's like, once you kind of become like, what I'm, before I was nihilist, yeah. I was really depressed. Uh -huh. Then I just kind of realized like how everything's just kind of temporary. Yeah. And then um, I just kind of made, it made everything better. Just knowing that there's nothing that's going to live forever and eventually you'll soon, you'll be forgotten. This may be a sentence that's never been spoken before, but nihilism helps you out of depression. Yeah. Also, I found out that nihilism uh, is actually practiced by a lot of Buddhists. I get it. Makes sense. They, yeah, they, they have Stuff's to, like, temporary, you're coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that's my, I guess, uh, philosophy of life. That's incredible. <laughs> that's, so I also forgot, guys, there are some rules to, to, to this podcast. The rules, I, I totally space, I apologize. Um, there are, so far, only three rules. And we'll add them up. I'll, be, I'll put a big poster on the studio wall when people come in. But um, the first rule is interruptions are met with a shot. So if your phone goes off, if someone knocks on the door of the studio, if anything happens, interruptions, everyone here has to do a shot, including whoever knocks on the door. Okay? Easy? Yeah. Yes? Yes. Um, second, if I'm ever asking something that you just want to skip, you're like, meh, not this time. Next episode. Your safe word is Dean's French onion dip. And I, I want to use it. I want to ask those questions that are going to get you to say that because I also really want Dean's French onion dip for free. Um, but, I mean, if you think I'm pushing too hard, if there's any questions that you're just like, eh, I don't answer that, come back to me. Dean's French onion dip is your safe word. Uh, and the last thing is you have to retweet this episode or repost or share, okay? Right. Yeah. Because... I'm not the one about this. <laughs> no. Um, so, uh, EJ, I unfortunately have only known you for like a limited stance. Mr. Science Theater Nights, yeah. like hanging out. Um, where were you before Vegas? Um, well, I was born in San Diego, but but I was very young. I moved here. I was so young that I don't remember anything from San Diego. So I pretty much like to see myself yeah. as being born and raised here. Yeah, of course. Well, maybe not born, but just raised here. Yeah. So I remember nothing about San Diego, nor okay. have I ever been back to San Diego. It is beautiful. I personally like to say, born in Michigan and raised in Vegas. Yeah. Born, and I was like the first 20 years, I was a, you know, naive little white boy. And I went to college, had a great time, came out to Vegas, and that's when I really turned into like who I am today, for better or for worse. Um, well, I'm going to have my parents, my mom, and my brother and my sister on the episode when I go back home and uh, it'll be very interesting. So if you have any questions for them, write them down and I'll have a big list of just like, mom, why? How? <laughs> just have How? Say so. <laughs> yeah. I've been here for 28 years and I don't get why I am like I am. Can you help? It doesn't help that she's a psychologist. So. Now, do you still say pop or do you say soda? Oh, oh man. It depends. Uh, who I'm with. If I'm with Melissa Osborne, another Michigander, it's usually like we make fun of our skills from saying soda. So, but but not pop. Just it's usually more about pat. Pat. I don't know. I, I don't think I have too much of an accent. You, you don't. But EJ met my mom. I was like, where's your mom from? Because she has an accent. She's from Michigan. Oh, so, really? yeah. It's like, where in where, where Michigan? Mom's Flint ish, Detroit, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, okay. So it's weird, like, whatever neighborhood you grew up in, like, at that point you have funny, weird accents. Because there's people within Michigan that's like, where are you from? I was here. But everyone still points to where they're from on their hands. Yep. Again, visual gag for the podcast. Very helpful. <laughs> um, I'm from this part of it. What? I said I'm from this part of it. This there. part. This right here. Right, right wow, there. Wow, that's a good part. I'm going right back to that part. Wow. Right on the hand. So, for those who aren't from Michigan, we literally use our left hand to draw maps of like where we're from, where we're trying to get to. It's like a, well, you know, it's God's high five. Um, so, speaking about where we're from and how we got to be here, I apologize. It's, it's warm in the studio. I apologize. I have to figure out the fan issue. 
Um, if you could be doing anything right now, what would it be doing? Like, anything. Like, you close your eyes and you woke up and you're blank. What would it be? I know, right? I've always enjoyed doing, like, pottery crafts with, like, clay. Like, I keep revisiting that in my head, but okay. that's really, I don't have the money to get into that right now. But, like, work-wise, honestly, I loved what I was doing and creating with being a consultant yeah. to teach certain tips and tricks of another company <laughs> yeah. that I was developing it in. Um, developing people is actually one of the things that I'm super good at. Motivating people, letting them see what they are on the inside and let it shine through. I actually used to get that compliment a lot working at the company we were at where people actually felt more comfortable coming to me than their leads and coaches and all that. Sure. No, I, I totally get that. What, what do you think that it, 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 I joke and I say it's it's my face or it's my Buddha belly and my beard. Like, yeah, people come and they talk to us about things they wouldn't normally. Like, what do you think that is? I don't know. Literally, I have people who have come up to me and told me they're suicidal. People come up and tell me, like, they're coming out and just all kinds of different stuff that I've never, I mean, these are people I've never met before, so yeah. I have no idea. Maybe it's because we're both fluffy and people feel comfortable. See, fluff? <laughs> well, okay, speaking about fluffy, I, the big jump, but, you know, bear with me, guys. Um, Coley, you were a lot larger yeah. when, I, when we first met, and I already apologize for the bluntness, but, like, you look incredible now. You've lost so much weight. You look super healthy. Uh, my mom is going to totally dig at me for, like, not following your path. <laughs> but, like, what did you do? Where was, like, the breaking point? Like, because I, I, I don't want to be, like, rude, but, like, I remember four years ago, Coley, not even the same person. Yeah. Like, totally, like. Well, the highest weight that I knew was 436 pounds. Mm -hmm. And there was one day I was at work, and I was sitting at my computer. Or, yeah, sitting at the computer, got super dizzy, and I looked over at my friend Soko, and I was like, I need to go to the emergency room now like and for me who has a high pay tolerance and sure. i go to a doctor that's huge went to the doctor my blood pressure was 214 over 148 good yes yeah and it was just hell after that because i got my blood pressure under control but then i was still dizzy i'd be sitting at work couldn't figure out where the hell i was at I, like i tell people if my brain was 100 percent, i was probably functioning at like 20 There'd be points where I'd be driving down the road, which I probably should have been driving, period, and I would have to pull over because I had no idea what the hell I was doing. And then went through all kinds of different MRIs, CAT scans, ultrasounds, you name it, I did it, Balance Institute, trying to figure out what the hell was wrong with me. And it turned out that my blood pressure medicines were fighting each other. Really? And it was literally, you're f the only thing wrong with me was my high blood pressure and these medicines yeah. were affecting me. And I went and got weight loss surgery, which was fantastic. Everybody, like, alightermean.com. There you go. Oh, <laughs> yeah, alightermean.com. So um, when you say weight loss surgery, I, I, I know a few. Is there, like, a specific? So I got the gastric sleeve where they cut out 80% of your stomach. So mm -hmm. literally from a football down to, like, a medium-sized banana. Sure. And I wish I did it 10 years ago. Especially, and then people hear about you go to Mexico, blah, 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 it's scary, all this. Literally, a lighter me was the best hospital experience I've ever had anywhere. Really? Compared to America and everything. You get something done in America, and they load you full of drugs and things to make you pass out. And literally, in Mexico, they're like, you're stuck for pain. Get up, start walking, let's get you ready to start your life. live your life. Yeah. That's exactly what they did. 
people say like, cheesy stuff like it saved my life and this and that. Like it didn't save my life, but it changed my life. I actually yeah. go out and do things. I'm not miserable. My feet don't hurt, and I'm off all the blood pressure medications and all that kind of stuff. That's so. incredible. So, am I also correct in, in remembering that you and your father did this surgery? My dad didn't do it. No, uh, I've sent literally kind of fifteen to twenty people to a lighter me. Yeah. To get it done, but I'm the only one of my well, my aunt had it done oh, okay. there, but I've sent tons of people that are fantastic. Yeah, that's on that. You know that later. Um, so the, that's a great one. So you, you again would have done it ten years ago. What's like something that if you would go back and tell ten years, like besides that, what's do you have advice for people who are struggling with their weight and like looking to make that change or like? The dumbest thing that kept me from wanting to do weight loss surgery is I didn't want other people to see me naked because I was fat. And I was like, this doctor does two to three of these every single day. You're just another big person that he's cutting open and changing their life. Like, that's literally it. It's a cool way to looking at that. Yeah, I was just so self-conscious, and that was the reason I didn't do it. And that's a really dumb reason not to be healthy. Yeah, so speaking about people seeing you naked, tell me about your partner and how you met uh, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's flawless transition. Good, good transition. <laughs> I actually have been friends with EJ's sister for 16 plus years, and then never, like I saw EJ but never met EJ until the 2014, 2015? 2014, at the comedy convention. What, here? Yeah, yeah. No way. Actually, uh, the same convention is happening. Is happening right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. Um, Cole and I first saw each other there. Kind of met, like just barely like an awkward way. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. of course. And um, after that, we kind of like then it took like a year for actually, for us to actually start hanging out. Um, I forgot what sparked that, but it took like a year. And then um, I came up to Cole about like my depression. And then uh, he says, and we just started hanging out because he, he helped me with that. So really quick, let's transition back to a question that we were talking about a second ago. Why did you go to Coley to talk about depression? Because we, again, have those chubby, fluffy faces that people want to talk to. Like, was it something in that, like, you're just like, I like this dude. He knows what it's like. I think he's cute. Oh, well, that's also a good way what to pick out a therapist. Actually, I'm not sure why. <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> Uh, I think it was just because of Cole's, like, I don't know, I saw Cole as, like, someone I can relate to. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like when you're depressed, I feel like you can also sense other people's depression. Sure. So it's like, oh, like, I know how you feel, so I can probably help you get out of that. Yeah. And, or you can help me, because some, like, everyone's been, like, depressed at one point in their life. And, um, just seeing how other people can come to get out of it helps with that perspective. Yeah, 100%. And I, I love that you said what I thought for a long time is like, you're not the only person going through this. You can ask around and find yes. someone, and chances are, like, yeah, you'll find someone who's gone through similar issues. Yeah. So let's go back to how you guys met. Amazing Las Vegas, where I actually went to yesterday. Got to see, I didn't see Stan Lee, uh, but I got to see Bray Park, who is Darth Maul. But I walked by with Louie, and I was like, dude, that's Toad from X-Men. And he goes, that's the weirdest IMDb credit you can pull for this guy. He's, <laughs> like, 
What else is he? He's Darth Maul. He's Ray Parker. Incredible. I love watching your little, your little talk. But like, I was a, it was a weird poll. I got to see um, Chewbacca, uh, Peter Mayhew. That was wonderful. Sorry, I'm not getting amazing Las Vegas Comic Con shout out because I want to be media pass this next year. But let's go back to how you guys met. So I got three passes. Three passes. Three media passes for Coley, Jay, and Josh. Mm-hmm. We'll do a podcast right up, right up front. Let's talk about comics. So meeting AJ, literally, like I saw my friend Ara there, and then I saw this super cute person with them. I was like, oh my god, they're adorable. And I find out that. I'm 16. My friend's little no. brother. And I was like, oh, 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 danger, danger. No way, not. Uh, run, run, run. But then fast forward. Then I asked you out. <laughs> yeah, like it was, we, I don't know, you just developed that friendship with somebody super quick and it was like we knew each other for forever and we were opening up to each other and I finally found what I told everybody that I wanted a partner. I wanted a best friend and a partner in one. Like, I spend all my time with EJ and not tired of it whatsoever. Like, um, it, it wasn't, like, always smooth either. Like, no, actually, the transition between Cole and I from, like, being friends to dating was a little bit rugged. Like, it was pretty bumpy because we got really mad at each other. Well, and there's no way for you guys to know you're on the same page yeah. like, unless you just totally communicate about it. And then... Even if you are going to be 100% transparent, like, you are going to have those bumpy moments yes. to get to where you want. So what was what were you guys angry about? <laughs> uh, I'd rather not say, but... No, hey, no, don't forget, Dean's uh, French Onion. Dean's I can, I can still talk about it. <laughs> I'm not going to say exactly. So, Kona and me, we stopped talking because of, we got into, like, this fight. And then, um, then we stopped hanging out each other with each other for, like, two days. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go bike down to Target, get myself a rope and just hang myself. I bike down the target, and then uh, I just like, what am I doing? <laughs> I no. turn around and like I tell Cole like, like I miss you. <laughs> like I'm sorry. That's I love that when you said those realization moments. Now I, I don't say we all go towards them to, to yeah. find a realization, but like that's awesome yeah. that you kind of had that. You're just like, you you missed him. Yeah. Oh. All right, we're gonna totally make a crazy transition, and this might be another Dean's French Onion dip. But I, I'm curious. I want to know, and I want if you want to talk about it, EJ. Um, Cole, tell us about the pronoun you use for your partner. And if you didn't pick it up before, you say them, they. And if we want to have this conversation, awesome. I'm curious. If not, teams French any did. So say they them. Do you want to talk about it or? Yeah, I don't mind. Uh, they them is perfectly fine. Also, like go with she if I'm, I'm in the dress. Sure. It's like getting, like just getting some, like someone getting your pronoun is such a nice feeling like it's yeah it's like wow like i'm really glad you're being uh really considerate because if you don't respect that pronoun then you're not respecting the person like that's inherent yeah um do, do you find that there's a a learning curve for people who um look at your parents and just assume a pronoun where you just refer and you say like hey i'd rather be they or them like what's that learning curve for friends and family like i want to say maybe not like learning curve but more like um coming out Sure. Uh, just like kind of how you feel about like your body and also how you feel about um, the way you've been living. Yeah. Um, you know, like um, I was probably like trans ever since I was like in high school in my junior year. Sure. Like I would secretly like 
a cross dress under yeah, my clothes. Just, yeah, no. And uh, then kind of like fast. Then you fast forward like a few few years, and I um, last year actually, so twenty sixteen. Uh, then I just kind of decided to come out as a gender neutral, and and then like then I kind of started realizing like you know I, I'm like I'm, I feel more comfortable like appearing as a girl. Sure. So I might as well just be a girl because yeah. you can be whoever you want to be if you think it. Uh, it's my um, philosophy, I suppose. My yeah. Thing. No, I, I 100% no, I know I'm going to talk about this a thousand different times on this podcast. But my favorite thing, it, it, gender is, it, it's a spectrum, it's fluid, yeah. it's, it's up to you. And that's why, I mean, I'd love to have somebody who feels the opposite and just have a big old conversation with them. But like, I totally understand that. Have you run into situations where people don't? It? And like, what's that? What's that like? Mm. like no. It, the, it, the, if not, that's awesome. The, but the closest thing really was like, um, I used to be a barista at a tea house, and then um, uh, I overheard my coworkers ask my boss, "Can we wear skirts?" And and I overhear him say, like, yeah, "Yeah, you can." And like the next day, I come in like I'm like cross dressing. I'm, I'm in a skirt. But also have the uniform on, so sure. there's, like there's this. I'm wearing this shirt along with like a Pokemon uh, yeah. dress popping out, and my boss pulls me to the side and is like, "Hey, we like, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "What, what am I doing?" <laughs> like uh, the whole dress thing. Like you can like I understand. He says he says like I understand, but like um, I'm just kind of worried about you, and that's such bullshit. <laughs> like uh, people saying that like. Oh, I'm just worried about your safety. Well, like, I'd rather be more comfortable than because if I, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. But no, that's not the point. I love where you're going with that. You're making a super good point. Where like, I, for lack of a better phrase, like, don't need to worry about my safety. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather be comfortable. Yeah, exactly. So it's just more of a. I feel like it's just like a cop out for. No, I don't like you to do that. Uh, maybe sometimes it isn't. But like, I, I feel like, I, I think you're on your to something where it might be a cop up, but I, I don't, maybe it's just for not understanding instead yeah, exactly. of not wanting me. Yeah, like, I can but find like, where you live. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I mean, like, I would say to anyone listening, like, if you're confused about some decisions, I, I feel like you can ask them. Yeah, because you can still change, like, uh, how was gender neutral, and I was like, or uh, agender, and I was like, mm. I guess I prefer being a girl, so I just kind of like, okay, I guess I'm a girl, uh, um, I like to present as a girl, and like, so I'm a girl, yeah. or I will either go with like neutral or a girl, sure. depending on what I'm dressed as. Yeah. You see, I think that's one of the parts where me and AJ bonded too, because me growing up, I dressed more feminine, like only the last couple of years did I start wearing a beard and presenting more masculine, sure. quote unquote, whatever, but... I was always the weird kid who was wearing makeup or had, you know, long hair and did all this other kind of stuff. Like, me and my friend Felipe, who's Kins now, we used to go to the shows and we were the pretty the pretty boys. Yeah. We were at the shows and everybody was like, what, are they, what the heck is what's going on? <laughs> we never, at the shows, I will say, like, the punk and hardcore scene, we never had those issues of, like, being bashed or anything like that. Um, where EJ sees himself as more... Um, feminine. feminine on the side of it. I was always like a mix of the two. Yeah. Or more so like a gender queer. Um, 
honestly, up until a couple years ago, and honestly, until I just started losing all my weight, I would get called ma'am probably 70% of the time anyway, because I had long hair. Sure. I mean, toot my own horn. Pretty face without the beard. Very pretty face. <laughs> and when I used to get called ma'am, like people would be like, oh, I, I mean, sir. And I was like, no, I take that as a compliment. You're, you're calling me pretty right now. Yeah, you're such a you're beautiful. beautiful. That's awesome. Men are gross. <laughs> pretty happy. Have you yeah. seen them? Yeah. Well, yes. That's one of the things that me and EJ, I think, help with their depression too, is they found somebody else who is open to gender fluidity. Yeah. Or being gender fluid. Yeah, sure. So I, also something I didn't remember, you guys can ask me any questions you want too. This is a conversation. It's not oh. as much an interview. So feel free to like ask why I'm asking too. Um, but you touched on something too that I'm going to jump back to. That's a, it's a weird side movement, but what, um, wasn't Van's Warped Tour just here or is still going on right now? Yeah. What, what's the punk scene like in Vegas? So on, when I was younger, because me and EJ have a pretty 11 years of age difference. Sure. In the scene in like 98 to like 2004 here, I thought was fantastic. Everybody was close. Everybody knew each other. Yeah. You had each other's backs. And it was just a fun family-like experience. A but, fun family experience to be punk Vegas. Yeah. Everybody really? was with each other. And you would go hang out at other people's houses. And it was just a good time with, with, when house shows were actually still a thing. And, yeah. The venues were small and close, and the scene was like, you know, maybe 100 people. But you knew 90 of them. But yeah. Yeah. This was like, what, 50 years ago? I mean, at least 50 years ago. <laughs> um, but I would say the punk scene right now in Vegas is, thinking about it, like, uh, I've only been to a few shows, but I feel like, I also kind of feel like it's kind of a competition at this point. Who has more studs? Who has more patches? I get that. Um, Do it did, I'm going to interrupt, but I, I see the punk scene, and then I see, like, the metal scene, and then I see rockabilly. Did that all come from the same family, or is it, have there always been different scenes? Did punk lose its, like, grasp when it split ten different ways? Well, uh, you have to keep in mind, like, I know this might, uh, I don't know, this is kind of a touchy subject, because I know a lot of people don't understand the history of skinheads. Uh, skinheads are actually, um, they're not racist. <laughs> like, um, they just kind of been watered down, um, especially with like the media, sure. um, that they're racist. But a lot, oh, yes, there, there are racist skinheads, but they're mostly aren't. Skinhead culture was, um, it, 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 it was spawned because of uh, the working class movement of, and also like the music of reggae and ska. Yeah. And I always kind of felt like those scenes, maybe not rockabilly, sprouted from um, skinhead culture because you see like a lot of punk kids wearing Doc Martens along sure. tucking their uh, pants and it's Doc Martens, Docs, they're um, they originated because the working class skinheads wore them because they used to work on the docks um, but this, then it got party down. I, and I didn't know any, I, I love this, I didn't know any of this, I'm not learn as much as my yeah. fucking there's, listeners. There's a certain trees of like skinheads like we have Sharp or Rash Sharp is skinheads against <clears throat> skinheads against racial prejudice, uh -huh. and um, Rash is red anarchist uh, skinheads, and we also have like what like I don't know uh, National Front uh, or something. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I would say National Front is a skinhead thing, but National Front is still full of Nazis. You have so much hair to know so much about skinheads. I love this. Yeah. Is that a total like? Because I'm trying to save it. <laughs> you know, like it, because I was really into it when I was a. Uh, 
uh, when I was younger, like maybe three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I was like really into it. I was like, yeah, let's do some research on it. Yeah, no, so the American History X didn't do any favors. I totally yeah, no. where it coming from. No. But like, I, yeah, I, I definitely urge anyone listening to like, make that risky click and, and Wikipedia skinheads and go back yeah. into like where it came from. Like, that's stupid because like, racist skinheads, like, those, like, okay, we call them those racist skinheads, boneheads, right? The boneheads don't understand the fact that the music that they listen to originated from Jamaica. <laughs> like, I don't know why you won't. That's amazing. <laughs> but so, you would classify yourself as punk? Me? I wouldn't. I, I hate this. I, I, I hate classifying. I hate putting in groups. I'm not a fan of clicks. Yeah. But I get their. I mean, I'm in social media, so I get the importance of tagging and like staying within a, a group not for anything else but like the ability to like have people easily define you but like so how would you is it punk is it i honestly if you had to sum yourself up in like a genre if people were to look at me they would probably automatically assume sure. that but i when you hear people who say i listen to everything <laughs> like literally what country you're at i listen to <laughs> opera to country classic rock. There's good country music out there. Oh yeah, there is. There, there is. For sure. I would like to mention that. Yeah, I, I just listen and enjoy everything. So I would say a well put together poser is probably a well put together <laughs> a, a, a jack of all trades master in that. Yeah, a hundred percent there. Or I usually I like the term queer core. Is queer core? Good, yeah, I like that too actually. Which is actually a huge. So about queercore. That's incredible. I've never heard of it. So queercore is there are bands who are punk hardcore who literally just sing about like gay issues or like jokingly about gay sex and that kind of stuff. Uh, Pansy Division is one of them. You have you have you heard of the band Use of Today, it, which is a punk band. There's actually a spoof queercore band who's called Youth of Today. Uh huh. Which is fantastic. Gloss. Gloss, which is actually a shirt I'm wearing right now. Oh, yeah. Which is girls living outside of society shit. Okay. They're fronted by a trans woman. Yeah. And she is tough as hell. Like, if you listen to her, you're like, holy shit. That's incredible. <laughs> I don't want her to hit me. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I, I have a friend who are all sides of the I have lots who are entertainers, musicians. And if you have anyone that you think would want to tell their story, like, that's what this is for. This is, I know I'm asking these questions and we're going all over the map here, but, like, if that's someone that you could get in contact with and wants to talk, like, let's do it. Sure. Yeah. It'd be fun. Ask Jimmy. Yeah, let's say, like, maybe Jimmy. Ooh, here's a little foreshadowing for you. <laughs> Our friend Jimmy is, so he was, uh, a street kid who like hitchhiked and did all that kind of stuff, sure. traveling and partying, and now he's what, what do they call him? They stay at home, a homo, a homo, a homo. I think of that later thing. I say like land pirates, oh. sea lovers. So that totally just reminded me of something that happened at Disneyland. So here's that shift. Land so <laughs> I was at Disney. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 this is a flawless transition. I <laughs> again. I, I, mean, I think of like little audio clip I can put in that's just like flawless victory. <laughs> no, but kidding. Alright, so now we went from skinheads to queer core to Disneyland. To Disneyland. Like most would. So I'm on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride and looking at like 
the different pirates and stuff on the side. And sure. then I see the guy with the pig, which we all know the guy with the pig who's drunk, cuddling with the pig and sleeping. And I was like, it reminded so, me. Wait, hold on, hold on, really quick. Just because I, I, you guys are, are Disney fans. Yes. How many times have you gone this year? Me? It's been like four months. How many times have you gone? I think I've been a total of like eight days so far this sure. year. Okay. So uh, there was a guy in the news today. Is his two thousand yeah. two? Oh, yeah. two I can't say that word. Um, yeah, in a row. That's incredible. That's how many years? But sorry, come back to tell me about the dude with the pig. So there's the pirate with the pig on the ride, and I saw him, and I was like, oh my god, it reminds me of my friend Jimmy. And then I had this epiphany. I was like, punk kids are just the pirates. Of today. Yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> and like, it was just super epiphany that I had. And I, EJ wasn't with me that time, but I text EJ. It was like, holy shit, I just thought of this. And then it just made total sense. Like, dirty, smelly, even drinking fantastic people I want to hang out with. Yeah, like, what crusty else? people. Like, <laughs> crusty people. I love it. Well, see, and, and I, so I was a TA at West Michigan in a film interpretation class. And I had a similar kind of brain blast where genres are just being reused and repurposed, the comic book genre, there's how many movies out in comic book yeah. game, they all have identical themes to the westerns. Western movies, they're the exact same thing. A western movie and a comic book movie all have the exact same like tropes of like a hero who has his own adventure and gets pulled for a damsel in distress off the side, but has his own arc and he'll fail and then he'll do better. Like it's all the exact same thing. So I have a similar like What's another trope that, like, oh, I, I love that. So, Western, comic book movies are the Westerns of today. Punks are the pirates of, the, of today. Landlocked pirates. That's landlocked pirates. It's <laughs> a good one. Like, it is, as much as, like, as sure. weird as this sounds, like, there's connection in there somewhere. Every time someone says, like, basic white girl, I have this weird flash. Like, I don't even register it anymore. I think of it so much. But when I when you say, like, basic white chick, just Marie Antoinette just, like, always flies in my head. So I was just like, like that, that's another one. That's Marie Antoinette was a basic white bitch that, you know. There's, there's got to be some more. Well, actually, let's make this the homework for people listening. What's another, what's another, like, what would that be called? Something that is something to right. like. Yeah, what's a good? What's what's another analogy that we can kind of dive into? So, uh, comic books or westerns, punks or pirates. We don't have to think about it. I'm going to go back to questions. <laughs> we'll make people. If you're following and listening along, jump on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. It's all Josh the Weaver for now. Send me tweets, questions, quotes, thoughts. I will put them on the podcast. Um, side plug. Let's come back to the main story. Disneyland, Jimmy, he's going to be a guest because that's something I've always wanted to, like, someone who's done hit. This is a weird thing. I've always wanted to sit down and talk with someone who's hitchhiked in my current day. Back in, like, when my dad would tell me stories of, like, I had to get back up to Mount Pleasant, so I hopped on back some truck. Like, sure, in the 80s that made sense, but anyways, that's a side of lots of mine. Yeah, I'll go and see if he'll do it, and probably will. Jimmy's pretty down for anything. Check his pockets, too. Oh, so here's one of the good things about Jimmy. Okay. Jimmy wears this fishing vest and has the most random shit in the pockets at all times. Like, a Nerf bullet? Nerf bullet, 
A nerf bullet with also a bruise on his, or a cut on his face, on his head. From the nerf bullet. From that nerf bullet. Well, the fight for the nerf yes, bullet. Yes, they were fighting for that nerf bullet. Okay, I'll have Jimmy, oh, I'll have Jimmy uh, tell that story because he can tell it better, obviously. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a character, he's fantastic. Every, actually, everybody thinks me and Jimmy related when they see us. Like, oh, you guys do look related. That's fine. I love it. So, again, another photo you'll have to send me so I can add to the visual aspect of this podcast. Um, but, yeah. No, so we went from where you came from to, again, the Queer core to Disneyland to, to Jimmy the Pirate. What else do you guys want to talk about? What's his nickname now? Jimmy the Pirate. I used to call him Sprinkles. Yeah, Sprinkles. Because Jimmy's Jimmy the Sprinkles East Coast. That's amazing. I don't know. Well, no. What would you want to do if, um, right now, what do you want to do? That's a really good question and a really poignant question because uh, this is currently what I'm doing. Um, if I could do anything, like if I could wake up and have someone's life tomorrow, like where I'm at in my life right now, it'd be Mark Marin because he gets to talk to incredible people and to act and he does comedy and like, that's someone who I've, I realized for some time. If I could do anything, it would be something on TV. Like, give me, like, some Joey Tribbiani. That's how I identify with most of my friends, where I'm in a coma or I'm paying. I would love to be in the soap opera. You should just become the first bearded drag queen out of RuPaul's Drag Race. First, so I don't know if you know this, but I did cross-dress for, uh, uh, I did um, drag shows um, back in Kalamazoo at Western Michigan. I was not creative enough at the time to think of my own name, so I was Agador Spartacus III, um, assuming that there's another one out there. Um, but it's pretty incredible. I'll, I'll try to find the photos, and I'll, I'll tweet them up with this podcast. Um, but you know what? Let's, let's, wrap this, let's wrap this sucker up. Let's do a lightning round. Let's do a quick, I'm going to say a word, and you guys give me like your first either thought, or it can be longer than a thought. It can be first thought or experience like tied to it. Okay, so I'm gonna give you guys different ones so you don't have time to think about it. Okay. So I'm gonna say a word and you're gonna give me your first thought or experience. Uh, let's do movie. First thing that comes Little Mermaid mind. just popped in my head. Little Mermaid? No, that's enough. That's it. Uh, that's how this works. Little Mermaid? Little Mermaid. Okay. Alright, so you did Disney character. Goofy. Goofy? Yeah. Is Goofy a Disney character? He's a Disney character. Yeah, that's right. Did, did we ever figure out what Goofy is? He's not a dog. He's not a dog. He's not? I, I that's the, the only thing I know about Goofy, is that he and his son, Max, are not dogs. He's not being a single father. Yeah. I, I do know that he's a single father, props to Goofy. Um, but that's the only thing I remember from, like, uh, an AMA I read from someone at Disney. Is they're like, why can't Pluto talk? And their answer was that Goofy isn't a dog. So next time you go to Disney, please find out what Goofy is for me. Just walk up to him and be like, dude, what are, are you? Please. No. Okay, let's go back to... They have to answer the question. They can't say they don't know. Really? Apparently... Even oh, if yeah. they have, like, the giant mask? Well, the characters can't break... But if you ask somebody who works at Disney, if they can find something or if they know something, they can't say, I don't know. They actually have to call and try to figure it yeah. out and see if they can figure out the question for you. Oh, so I guarantee you other people have asked this question. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody knows what Goofy is, please don't forget. I have Josh the Weaver. I, I want to know what Goofy is. Anyways, let's go back to um, 
Let's go back to the lightning round. Uh, comic books. Cool. I just Spider-Man. Favorite? Or is that just the one that popped in your head? Popped in my head. I wouldn't say favorite, but I definitely enjoy seeing people dress as Spider-Man at cons. It's, oh, well. It's a guilty pleasure. It's also a skin-tight leotard. So exactly. I get why you <laughs> like that. Um, if you could be any comic book character, who would you be? Well, Tina. Um, uh, I would be the Beetle from... The Beetle from the Superior Foes of Spider-Man, because I love that Beetle. The... Was it the, the blue beetle who found like the amulet yeah. and has like the powers or no. what does he do? Um, the, the beetle from the superior pose is now a girl. Uh, she wears a green and purple um, uh, suit and uh, she just doesn't care. Really? <laughs> great. The nihilist superhero who's just Not, not exactly effing. nihilist, but more like just unattentive. You know, like she's just like on her phone even though like they're in a meeting. And they're called the, what, the, the, so like the, the Great Lakes Avengers or the West Coast Avengers? Yeah, it's one of the West. I think West Coast. Okay. And like, oh no, East. Oh okay. And then um, I have to do some research. So is she, she's just called the Beetle. Yes. Okay. Done. I, I have to look this up. What would you call it? See, mine is a toss up between Storm and Nightcrawler. I'm well, which one pops in your head first? Storm. Storm. Storm and Nightcrawler just night and dagger or a cloak and dagger together. Would that be an accurate sure. description? Yeah, kind of. They're they're like a they're like a, a Marvel cloak and dagger, where like Storm would be cloak and like Connor would be dagger. Mm-hmm. No, I got that backwards. No, yeah, I kind of know. That was right. Which, by the way, did you see that they're doing that show on Freeform, Cloak and Dagger? Uh uh-uh. Yes. They're doing a TV yes, show. I saw that, and, and it got, looks it looks great. It looks like, great. I, I was just like, I can't believe we're actually getting uh like this thing of. Uh, Cloak and Dagger because they're such like small time characters. I know and I love it and, and what they've done with it and what I hope this means that they're doing with the Arrow. When they started Green Arrow, um, like the CW it was mm-hmm. so kitschy, not superhero like CW-esque. Yeah. And they finally six years later realized that this needs to be a superhero, a badass so I hope that on Freeform they let Cloak and Dagger go with like the drama because there's yeah. so much drama there. Yeah, Great characters. What about you, comic book character? Any comic book character, as soon as I think about it, it'd be the Flash. The Flash, I actually have a, I have a, I have a big ring with a little Flash That's on it. That's a huge ring. That's 40 finger. That's a 40 finger ring. <laughs> so, the, the Flash, because he gets um, not only super speed, but he can like read super fast, and that's like a dream of mine. I would love to just uh, go to the library and just, and just know everything. Speed I wouldn't even cheat. I would just like sit down and just speed read everything. Just to know it. it. It's good to actually like practice. I started practicing in high school. It's very helpful. So, yeah. I, but I can't do speed reading with like a nonfiction. Or excuse me, I can't do it with fiction. Okay. I can do it with nonfiction where I need to get like ideas in place and plots down. Yeah. But like if it's like a fiction, I always lose stuff when I try to. Because trust me, I try to do speed reading too. But I'm just like, wait, why is this person like this? How long, so do you like speed reading? Does, does it yeah. still stick in your head? Um, there's actually a lot of tools online that you can, um, a lot of plugins for your browser, like Firefox, for example. There's a, just, I think it's just called Speed Reader. And like you can, um, you install a plugin and you highlight the text you want to read. Right click it, it. Yeah, and it just flashes it and skips all the useless words like is and are. Um, so that way you're just getting all the, the nouns and the whens, the who, what, when, and why, yeah. where, to. Is anyone else a speedreader out there? I are you a speed code? I I do speedreading 
It, it takes a lot of practice. Yeah, it does take a lot of practice. One of the things that I actually started doing too, what was that one book that we all had to read at that Z company? Was Reinventing it? Organizations. Oh man, that was so a book. That was a hard book to sit and read. So what I ended up doing is downloading the digital copy and I slowly kept turning the speed up for it to read to me quickly while following along with my eyes and I got through that book in like three, four hours. That's a good one. Do, do you guys do audiobooks? Speaking of like speed reading, I know that's like not the same, but like do you retain the same with an audiobook? Do you use I do because I get so sidetracked, like I'm always thinking of something else where if I'm actually listening to something instead of myself, yeah, I'll pay more attention to it. So you're you're reading a book, you're getting distracted, you're not getting it, but if you're listening to it, mm -hmm. but you're focused, you're good? Yeah. Um, I don't really use audiobooks at all. Really. That's great. But not because I don't like it, but more like because I never really thought of trying it. Usually whenever um, I will do my reading on like the bus, um, I'll be reading. <laughs> but I don't know, like, catch up on reading on the Communist Manifesto. And yeah, then, no, I... And then, um, you know, just speed read through that again. Um, there's a lot of information in there. Or, like, you know, branch off with other books. But I've never done audiobooks because I'm always... I like to listen to my own music yeah. without lyrics. Yeah, I, I have to imagine trying to listen to the Communist Manifesto, like, might be distracting. Just a whole book in a Russian accent. There's a checker haunting <laughs> hero. <laughs> um... <laughs> This segment is brought to you by Audible.com. Please give me a free trial. Um, so let's let's do let's do one more lightning round. Let's do one more. Um, I'm gonna do favorite actor. Favorite actor. Oh man, I'm so bad at names. Come on, first one that pops in your head. Jack Black. Jack Dunn. That's a great answer. Favorite Ryan Gosling. Oh, I said oh, favorite actress. Oh, actress. Ryan Gosling is also. Oh. Mm. No, okay. Favorite actress. Scarlett Johansson. Favorite actress. Personal in the spot. I can't even think of. See, I'm so gay. I can't even think of a woman's name right now. <laughs> Halle Berry. Ha okay. There Great. we go. What did I just? Oh man, I shouldn't have brought it up. I was like, what did I just watch with Halle Berry? And I watched Catwoman because I have been avoiding it for so long, knowing how horrible it is. I read the script. Like, I was so excited for a Catwoman movie. I read the script and I was so sad when I finished it. So I never saw the movie. And then now that they're doing this whole DC new universe, I'm just like, I gotta watch it all. It's apparently canon. I hope. What? That? Were you dis was that disappointed or? It's so bad. So bad. I am so I love Halle Berry. And it is, man. It's a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> Although you know Sharon Stone in that movie, I every single time it, it like panned to her, I thought it was Robin Wright. So like, I'm getting Sharon Stone and Robin Wright mixed up in my head. I don't know if that's a diss or a... Are you Googling Robin I'm Ray totally right now? You're totally Googling Robin Ray. I'm so bad. Yeah. Um, the uh, Mrs. Underwood. House of Cards? Okay, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you get it, right? They can be right. Yeah. Did you guys see the new Wonder Woman? I haven't. <sighs> well, that concludes this episode. We're going to go watch Wonder Woman right now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, thank you both for coming. I really appreciate you being the first interview guests. Not sure how the audio turned out. We're going to find out. Uh, the other wonderful quality of this podcast is it's done in one take. So uh, I'll have an intro that I'll edit in, but then the, all the interviews are nonstop one takes, and uh, we'll see how this turns out. Thank you both. Anything you guys want to plug? Anything like Times Manifesto? Read it. We should be drunk. We should be Would that help with this podcast experience oh, yeah. if we were all hammered? Okay.
Was that that bad? My, my shyness would totally go out the door. Oh, okay. So for 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 new guests, I should gauge shyness and say like, you're not allowed to come to the studio until you like six Maybe. shots. That's why you're still way over. You're not allowed. Yeah, no, I I want to have to pick you up and put you in the seat. <laughs> that would make it way better. Yeah, yeah. Just rename the podcast to Barf Bucket. That's a hashtag yeah. right That's there. That's it right there. Hashtag that, Barf Bucket. That should be a uh, sounds like a pretty punk rock podcast right there. Mark that. Yeah. So you should have the side project with like Jimmy, so Jimmy can just bring his friends, and it'll be the Barf Bucket episodes. Just Barf Bucket. I, I'm in. I'm gonna do one of these a day, so I have 365 worth of interviews. <laughs> So, wish you, thank you both for coming. I appreciate the open honesty and only us having to use French, Dean's French onion dip once. Again, this yeah. episode was brought to you by Dean's French onion dip. I guess. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in to Noodling with Josh. I apologize about those audio issues. I get to cross that off the list. That won't happen again. Uh, have a great rest of your day. I'll have another episode coming for you soon. Uh, as always, hit me up on at Josh the Weaver on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat. And this episode was brought to you by Dean's French Onion Dip. It really wasn't, but Dean, if you're listening, I would love some French Onion Dip. Bye bye.